You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Welcome back. Hour number two, Fantasy Football Frenzy. My name is Tony Sincata. Check us out every Sunday afternoon from noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, you can't be here live. Get us on demand, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, any place you get podcasts. Hit subscribe and get it delivered right to your phone. Uh, first hour, giving you all the information, updating what is going on in the National Football League. And I'll tell you one guy that's going to be talked about a ton on until we get into draft day is Deshaun Watson, the Houston Texans quarterback, Texans head coach Bill O'Brien told Pro Football Talks live Deshaun Watson could get in some work during OTAs. I like where he is right now. I don't think he'll be able to do too much on the field in the beginning of the offseason program, but by the time the OTAs roll around, he may be able to do a few things. This isn't the first time the Texans have suggested Watson could get limited OTA reps. Watson is five months removed from ACL surgery. He's recovering ahead of schedule. Even if the Texans hold him out all offseason, Watson is on track for training camp. We keep talking about it, man. This guy's going to be, I think at worst, the third quarterback selected in most fantasy drafts. I look at the numbers. And they're insane. They're in crazy. And it's hard to pass them by. But we talk about sample size a lot of time in sports, man. And he only played a handful of games. And that's a lot of investment on Deshaun Watson. Speaking of investments, you can dominate DraftKings and FanDuel Major League Baseball contests this summer with Dilly Roto's MLB projections and optimizer. Go to DillyRoto.com premium and save 10% with the promo code FNTSY to use all the same tools and projections that produced four millionaire winners and millions more in total winnings than that. So head over to DailyRoto.com slash premium, save 10% with promo code FNTSY and see the results for yourself. That's how you got to do it, people. You go over there and you get the information. For football, baseball, they got everything, man. True Dinkbuyer took home the million-dollar football prize. They took home $150,000 last year in the uh, baseball championships. Get over there and make it happen. Well, you know, the Eagles lost Trey Burton as their backup tight end. They signed a decent one to take his place, actually. The Philadelphia Eagles signed tight end Richard Rodgers to a one-year contract. He had some early success in Green Bay, but was buried on the depth chart. I'll tell you what, if you play in these dynasty leagues that are bigger leagues, you and you own Zach Ertz, I hate to occupy two spots for a tight end, but some of you guys have so many roster spots um, that it won't be a problem. So he's a guy, certainly, who, will, if he gets an opportunity, will put up some numbers for you and he can catch the ball Richard Rodgers remember uh, in that offense that they have in Green Bay they don't feature the tight end that often uh, and he would have some games where he would come through for fantasy owners 
You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. My name is Tony Cicada, and we are here absolutely getting it done. The Lions get themselves a backup quarterback. The Lions front office is from the New England Patriots um, tree of executives, and they are very familiar with quarterback Matt Castle. He has ties to Matt Patricia, GM Bob Quinn from those Patriots days, and he gives Detroit a veteran behind Matt Stafford. But he's a 35-year-old quarterback. He's going to face Jake Ruddick in training camp for that backup job there. The Patriots have signed tight end Troy Nicholas to a contract. Nicholas was the 52nd pick overall in the 2015-14 draft. He's 25 years of age, and he's had some ankle injuries derailing his career. NFL Network's Steve White reports the Rams plan to sign Contract year wide receiver Brandon Cooks to an extension prior to the season. Jared Goff and Cooks have been training together this offseason and share the same agent, so perhaps they've already been in discussions with Cooks' representation. He's a West Coast guy who grew up in Stockton, California, played his college ball at Oregon State. Cooks won't come cheap. However, it should command around $16 million a year. That's what Sammy Watkins got. But all signs point to the two sides hammering out a deal after the Rams gave up a first rounder. The Jets have re-signed Quincy Anunwa to a one-year $2.914 million contract. He was a restricted free agent after missing all the season there. The Jets have Robbie Anderson, Jermaine Curse, and Terrell Pryor. That is going to be interesting there because Anunwa's the guy, right? That everybody picks up for a game or two, and after it goes off, and then he never makes you happy. But now I think he's going to slide down with Terrell Pryor. Uh, Pryor's got to be a guy. I wonder if he gets drafted. Like when you think about it, the Redskins, right? He had all the expectations. People were picking him early. Oh, he's in a new offense. He's going to flourish, and he didn't do crap. Now you look at it. Is he going to be the third wide receiver on this team? Is he going to get an opportunity? Will he get drafted? Terrell Pryor of the New York Jets. Robert Griffin III, of course, was brought back to the NFL this week. The Ravens signed Griffin III to a one-year contract. He'll be behind Joe Flacco. How about that? Now, here's the thing where you can't always believe everything you read. CBS Sports' Jason Lockenoffer reports the Patriots acquisition of number 23 overall pick from the Rams in exchange for Brandon Cooks was all about trying to trade up for a quarterback in this month's draft. A member of the Patriots organization told Lockenoffer that he would certainly not be surprised if the Cooks trade was made to acquire ammo to move up in the draft. Lockenoffer admitted it's a total hunch that the Patriots are eyeing Baker Mayfield due to his mobility and top-notch accuracy. Bill Belichick realizes he needs Tom Brady's successor. And this QB deep draft offers one of the best chances to find that guy. I don't know, man. I don't see Baker Mayfield being the New England Patriots quarterback. I think it's a smokescreen. I'll tell you one thing that is not a smokescreen. That's fantasy factor. 
It's the perfect daily fantasy site for the casual recreational player. Flatter prize pools, smaller fields, the single entry contest only. Fantasy Factor has always has fun contests going on. This year's Fantasy Factor is running a $100,000 home run derby. Simply sign up and enter www.fantasyfactor.com. Hundred grand's nice, people. Hundred thousand dollars for a little fantasy factor. That would be amazing. That would be amazing with a capital A. I think you get fired up about that, and I think you get excited about that. FantasyFactor.com. Robbie Anderson, Andy Slater of WINZ, reports felony charges against Robbie Anderson have been dropped. He was arrested for an incident in January. Anderson was originally charged with a harm to a public servant family, reckless driving, eluding police, resisting arrest. All but the misdemeanor reckless driving charge were dropped because of insufficient evidence. In a fantastic development for Anderson, but it does not change the fact he's had two runs with the law in as many off seasons. Hey, I don't get this, um, Pete, on Robbie Anderson. How he is uh, getting away with this situation in the NFL, though they have um, they have suspended people in the past, like Ezekiel Elliott, and yet no charges were filed. Right? Right. No charges were filed. Now, Robbie Anderson is a guy that all of a sudden these charges are being dropped. And there's a report when this all happened was Robbie Anderson uh, told the police officer one of the most disturbing details ever. He told the police officer he was going to find his wife, F her, nut her in the eye. And he's not a squirrel, so I don't know what he's doing with these nuts. Um, I'm not sure um, either. Do you think that the NFL will suspend him despite the charges being dropped? Uh, you know, the NFL, I find, has been kind of inconsistent. If they want to be consistent, I think a suspension does come about this. Um, only because the, what he did was just in, incredibly disgusting, especially what he said to the police officer. So, yeah. It, even with the Ezekiel Elliott thing where there was no charges but he was suspended, I think that this should be a suspendable act if they want to keep everything consistent. I can't speak for uh, the law and why those felony charges were dropped. I can't speak for the NFL. But judging by a someone who's just witnessing this and seeing the back and forth, I, I, there should be some sort of suspension. Yeah, I mean, that's the craziness of this whole thing, right? Is uh, You're right with the whole consistency issue, and then you wonder – uh, if the league is uh, concerned about consistency. So um, I'm with you here. Uh, Robbie Anderson, even though his charges have dropped, I don't feel he's out of the dark yet. And the thing is, it was the second incident in two years, too. So he's not showing a, a good pattern. No, it's, it's, it's not a good look. It's not a good look for the team. It's not a good look for the NFL. It's not a good look for him. So, um, you know, obviously it's it's – like I said, it's disgusting, but let's see if the NFL actually does something about this or if the team does something about this. Would you ever consider um, 
being a male cheerleader, it seems to be the thing these days. Uh, I'm not that athletic where I could be a male cheerleader. There's a lot of um, like throwing people and, and catching and holding people up. I don't think I could do that. Uh, skating is the, the the maximum of athlete I have, so uh, athletic ability I have. So uh, on the sheer fact that I probably couldn't do it, uh, no, I would not consider being a male uh, cheerleader. Um, that would be a, a pretty good job, I think, if you wanted to if you wanted to meet women. Yeah, it makes sense. Are there any NFL teams that have male cheerleaders with the women? They just have the one team. I think it's the Rams. They just hired two uh, male cheerleaders. Oh, well, there you go. So they they Do you think they'll get the like the Jackie Robinson treatment? Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't use that comparison. Well, the first two males. It's too yeah, but cheerleader that's... barrier. Yeah, but no. the cheerleader barrier is not is not as monumental as the b- barrier that Jackie uh, Jackie Robinson went through. Oh, okay. I just sometimes I get, you get confused. I, you got confused the, with the rhymes. You get confused with this barrier thing. So yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the cheerleader thing is not a big thing. I, I don't think so. No, I mean, good for the Rams for employing the male. Um, cheerleaders let's see how they do who knows they might be terrible you never know would it matter to you whether they were straight cheerleaders or homosexual cheerleaders no it wouldn't matter to me i'd be kind of let down though because i think that we like like we've stereotyped male male cheerleaders as feminine throughout the years that i want to see it be like a lumber sexual kind of guy that's all of a sudden the cheerleader like the guy with the beard that you know just came back from chopping down some trees, like I, <laughs> I'm that, hoping that's the guy. Would that like, be part that of the routine? T- they just get a log out and have him chop a tree down just for like the <laughs> halftime show. <laughs> you know, watch the St. Louis Rams cheerleader chop down this oak tree. Yeah, if it was if it was like the Mountaineers. I think that would go better, right? If it was like the West Virginia Mountaineers, right? That would go with the theme. Yeah. Well, ram, the Rams a ram is a wild animal. You find trees in the wild. It's a good correlation. There you go. There you go. It's, uh, you get everything on the Fantasy Football Frenzy. We got your chili to talk. And uh, let us know what you expect out of male chili. Uh, should they be heterosexual males? Should they be you know, real tough guys that chop down wood? Uh, should they be flamboyant, flamboyant dancers? Uh, how do you expect your male cheerleaders to be? Yeah, because that's the whole thing, right? Perception is a lot of this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's what you like in a cheerleader, I guess. I mean, I don't have a standard for cheerleading except for rooting for the team that they're employed for. If they room for the other team, they're doing a terrible job. But, uh, yeah, that yeah, I have no really standard for that. The Atlanta Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan is a guy looking to get paid after seeing these quarterbacks get some big money. Matt Ryan says, hey, I'm next. Falcons GM Thomas Dimitrov said a contract extension for Matt Ryan is close. Contract talks reportedly hit a snag last month, but it sounds as if there's been worked out. Dimitrov says negotiations are not a complicated process, and he is not kept up at night. Oh, Thank God you're not you're sleeping well. Good. That's very good. What kind of answer is that? That it's not a complicated process and that you're not kept up at night. That sounds like a dickhead guy. Yeah, that that I don't like that answer that much, you know. No. We got to 
get your game together. Is is Atlanta the, the sorry sorry to interrupt? Is Atlanta the the arena that has the Chick Fil A that's never open? Yes, they're not open on Sundays. Who who thought Which, that was a great idea? I mean, I mean I, I'm not talking about Chick Fil A not being open Sundays, but who thought it was a good idea to bring a Chick Fil A in for a sport that's primarily played on Sundays? Yeah, these are questions. These are legitimate questions. I don't have the answers for. Chick Fil A decided they were going to sponsor them, and yet, hey, we're not open. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's kind of crazy, right? The world's a crazy place. Yeah, I mean, it, it's turned into a museum. You can just look at the Chick-fil-A. You really can't go in or eat or anything. But you got to give it up for that stadium. One of the things they've done is actually kept the prices down. Uh, they've kept, like, hot dogs are a buck or two bucks. Cokes are a buck. Um, so they figure they're going to fleece you in the parking lot. They're going to fleece you with the tickets, and they're going to give you a break at some of the concessions. Uh, oh, so good. give it up for the Falcons. Stay tuned for more right here on the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Frenzy. Now I have the star of Cotton and Friends. He is the fantasy executive, Corey Parson. Are you still the fantasy executive or do you have like a new alter ego now? I'm still going by the fantasy exec right now, Tone. You know what I'm saying? So, because we still got to get the information out to people as we get closer to uh, NFL season, obviously. But I'm not the star of Carton and Friends. Because um, if I was the star of it, Tony, it would be called Parson and Friends. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I didn't get no billing. <laughs> no, no. We're working on that. We're working yeah, thank on you. that. Uh, so, he... Uh, He's on. You can check it every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Eastern. Michelle Servico, Corey Parson, of course, Craig Carton, formerly of WFAN. And uh, they cover all the situations in sports. And they uh, do some trivia with uh, Michelle Serpico, which is always an interesting <laughs> situation. Uh, Corey, i got to ask you about one of the, the situations that was involved in that show. Yes. The sure. question to Michelle Serpico was, where is Motown? And Michelle Serbigo answered it was Atlanta. Yes. And that was disturbing, but it got more disturbing when Corey chimed in and said, close. Because I'm trying to figure out how she was close. Were they both cities in the United States, or how is Atlanta and Detroit the answer close? Uh, it's close because of the, 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 the music of those two cities being known for, known for music. Uh, that's okay. why I would. That's why I answered close. Geographically, geog- they're no, no. Geographically, <laughs> they're nowhere near close. <laughs> I, was, I was like close. Oh, there, there. And then I think she had another East Coast city on her second guess. I, I, I hope she didn't say Boston, but yeah, she did not know that the uh, what Motown was. <laughs> yeah, Boston would not be close. Yeah. 
We have a lot no. of like white boy bands come from Boston. <laughs> yeah, but we Mark, did have Bobby Brown in the new you did, edition. You're right. You did have Bobby Brown in the new edition, who our trend set is definitely. So you do have Bobby Brown in the new edition, but you're more known for like the Wahlberg clan. <laughs> <laughs> as people get all fired up there, as uh, we get you ready, we get you prepared. I was talking about a lot of the situations that uh, happened this week in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. And the biggest story... Um, one of them, at least, it was Brandon Cooks going to the Rams and the New England Patriots receiving a first-round pick. There's speculation that the Patriots are going to draft a quarterback the year apparent to Tom Brady. I don't believe it for a second that they're going to pick neither. a quarterback in the first round. Uh, I think they'll pick the best player available. I think they'll it, they'll see someone else a little later in the draft, maybe a quarterback getting taken there. What's your impression on Cooks going to the Rams? Uh, I guess what happened is the Patriots... Um, they wanted to negotiate with the Patriots for a uh, contract, a long-term contract, and it got to the number about $16 million a year, and the Patriots said they were out. Yeah, no doubt, and I think that's one of the reasons why they made the move. I think you saw the money that um, Landry got this year. I think you saw the money that Sammy Watkins got, and I think the Patriots more or less were like, okay, we're going to have to pray Brandon Cooks at some point. They're not going to pony up $16 million for a wide receiver, so they go ahead and make the move, send him off into um, Los Angeles. Now, what I do think, I think he he's outside the top 25 for me, Tony. I think it's Woods, I think it's um, Gurley, and I think it's, uh, what's the what's the young, the second-year player named Cooper Cup? Cooper Cup. Yeah, I think that I think you if you see numbers similar to what you saw this year. I think the touchdown number goes down. So um, I, I think that he's in a situation that that may be better for him professionally. But as for what we do with the hobby, I think I think he's a guy that's outside the top twenty-five. Outside the top twenty-five. Now the Patriots went and signed Jordan Matthews after that, and I told people he's only fifty-fifty in my eyes to even make the team. Wow. Uh, even though even though the Patriots uh, lost Brandon Cooks, they've lost Danny Amendola. They're not short at wide receiver. Julian Edelman will be back, right? So he'd be the, the number one guy there. Malcolm Mitchell's a guy that well, two years ago looked very good in his rookie season. They'll get an opportunity. And Chris Hogan. So those three guys are firmly in place there. Then they brought back Kenny Britt. And we've seen Britt show it, not show it. Well, So you never know what you're going to get. But the one guy that's of interest to me is Corderell Patterson. This is a guy that came in the league with a lot of talent and hasn't done anything. But I started to see a little bit with the Raiders. I wonder if the Patriots actually like this kid and are going to try to make this kid a stud. He can do some things for you on special teams. I think he have a, little, a role a little bit more than that. Obviously, that playbook and that system, we've seen better players not be able to pick it up. Chad Johnson struggled there right. a lot, and then some other guys. So it seems like it's hard to catch on when you're a wide receiver in New England, and Patterson can struggle with that. I think a special teams role is carved out for him, but if he can start to show some playmaking ability in camp, I think he can get more opportunities. A Corderell Patterson as well. He was a first-round pick. He had a lot of hype yeah. coming in behind him, but he's never been able to really put it together. At least he's, it's taken him a little longer than, than you know, most. Uh, yeah, that's the part that's interesting to me, though, is if they think this kid has something that they haven't shown. Um, or is he just going to return kicks? It could go either way there uh, with the New England Patriots because Danny Amendola was the funniest thing in the world. He used to return punts for the Patriots, and he would fair catch them all. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, Danny Amendola is a diminutive dude, and he's had a history of injury, so he didn't want to get his head taken off. I don't, bl- <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> now, Odell Beckham trade is highly unlikely is the latest report, but take that report and throw it out the window. I, If I had a bet one way or the other, I don't think he gets traded either. But it's all going to come down to whether he shows up at OTAs or not. There's reports coming out today that he is going to report to the Giants offseason conditioning program. If he shows up, they're going to keep him. I mean, that's yeah. the end of that. That's all uh, Josina Anderson was reporting that. Yeah. I believe I saw that this morning. So if he shows up to the conditioning, then I think he's a New York Giant. I, I think he's a Giant even if he doesn't show up. So I don't think it's a situation where um, – where he leaves, I think a lot of posturing. I think the money situation is going to be interesting next year at this time, see what kind of extension they get done, if they can get it done, because he's going to be looking for about $20 million per, at least for two years until they get a new CBA in place. So it's going to be interesting to see how that story plays out. It's going to be a nasty fight, but I do think he plays for uh, for NYG this year. The New York football giants. Here's a report right here, Tony. Um. This is from this morning, or actually, this is from a little while ago. Uh, uh, OB Beckham is expected to be in attendance Monday for the start of the Giants offseason workout program, the rod receiver told Josina Anderson. So he's coming in from Los Angeles to New Jersey today, and then uh, he will be at the uh, the Giants training center tomorrow morning. So it uh, looks like, um, you know, a, a lot to do about nothing. Josina Anderson got a lot of dudes' phone numbers. Yes, she does. She really um, – she got the – she – she breaks a lot of stories, and you're right. She does have a lot of dudes' phone numbers. <laughs> um, and have you seen her? Like when she first started, I've known her from back in. The, she's a tall heel. I know her from back in the days when she used to cover the Wizards in uh in the D.C. area. And you know she was just like on the beat. Now when you see her more, she's she's really jazzing it up. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, yeah, go ahead, che- Josina, get it, girl. I'm checking her out now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is good stuff. It's good stuff. A lot better. I like looking at this. A lot better than Ian Rappaport. Yeah, yeah. She. <laughs> like, yes. If I'm a player and I gotta give one of these guys Ian Rappaport or uh, Josina Anderson, Josina Anderson could have my number. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, that's that's cool right there, Tony. Uh, yeah, if I had to pick between Adam Schefter and Josina, it would probably be <laughs> Josina. Even though you can't really get a more old lady name than Josina. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's that true. is an old lady's name. What, you know what? I forgot. I'm, I'm sitting in a pizza place the other day. Uh-huh. And I must have forgot that Kanye West and uh, Kim, they need to go to jail. I mean. Well, why, should they be in, why should they be in jail? They named the kid Chicago. I mean, what are they doing to these kids? Well, they're, they're three kids of Chicago, Saint, and North. Yeah. Chicago, doesn't it have, like, the most crime and people are getting killed daily? It's, it's, Chicago is tough when it comes to crime. But Kanye being from Chicago, I, I just think, Tony, they have enough money to where they can name their kids whatever they want to. You know how that is. <laughs> you can just name their kids whatever. Couldn't they name it, like, Santa Monica? It sounds prettier. <laughs> I bet they're low on crime. Yeah, Santa Monica would have been a nice name. <laughs> 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 Why Chicago? That's not good for the kid. I'm worried nah. about them. Yeah. They took a family photo. The kids look lovely. The two of them look like they they, they they just look like they're out of it. Really? Yeah. And you know, Chris Jenner is managing him now too. Oh boy. Chris Jenner's an OG tone. She, she knows what she's she, doing. Oh yeah, she makes money. 
it's kind of funny that Kylie Jenner tried to trademark the name Kylie. She tried to trademark the name Kylie, so she don't want nobody else to be named Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to take a name off the market? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess a lot. It, I guess it never hurts to try. I guess it doesn't hurt to try. That's I yeah. didn't hear that. That's news to me. She wanted to trademark the name Kylie. Yeah. So it's like it can't be no other Kylies no more. Yeah, that's it. Well, what if Shut your name is already Kylie? Do you have to change it? I think no. I think you, I I would hope you'd be grandfathered in. And then, uh, <laughs> You'd be grandfathered in, yeah. Yeah, right. and, then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the Kylie Jenners have to stop after that. The Kylie, I don't know, man. They they got a lot going on there. It's hard to keep up sometimes. All right, that's cool. Now the Cowboys situation is a crazy. I talked about this earlier in the show. The Des Bryant, like the, there's there's certain Cowboys personnel that believe Des hasn't done enough to try to. Uh, become a wide receiver like Larry Fitzgerald did. After his skill, he started be, being able to outrun everybody and work on his footwork and become that guy. And I said, yeah, that's all true. But Jerry Jones loves him. And the second thing is that Des Bryant, you can say what you want about him. The drop off him after him as a Cowboys wide receiver is huge. So they're stuck in a situation. There's no way that they're going to cut this guy. They're not going to go into the season with Allen Hearns and Terrence Williams yeah. and, and, and Cole Beasley. So Des Bryant to be there. As far as him adjusting his game, you have to know your game needs adjusting first. You feel what I'm saying? It's like when, you, when, you're, when you're when you throwing 98, that season you come out and you're throwing 93, that's when you realize, okay, now I got to switch up my game. Um, I think with that being said, I think maybe Dez tries a little bit harder. Injuries could have been a thing last year, even though I'm not buying into it. But he'll he'll be there. He'll be back, and I think and I think he'll be and I think he'll be a guy that can, can um he will outproduce his round value where he's drafted at. Dez Bryant for all the people out there. Hey Absolutely. Tony, let me ask you this: We got all of, we got all riled up about Tiger this week, and um, what this dude is four over. Yeah, so I, so the Tiger Woods thing, I actually talked about this. I think that Tiger Woods is back mm-hmm. and being good, but I think what happened is Tiger, the golfers are way better now than when Tiger was back in his heyday. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to have to be good every week, and I think that he's going to be have some trouble because he's, I mean, he's four over, so he's not playing great. But I think he's going to have trouble winning like he used to win, even if he is back, because the golfers are so much better. No, the golfers are really uh, all better than Tony. I mean, all these kids used to be Tiger Woods fans. You're right. They all used to be Tiger Woods, uh, little Tiger Woods clonies. But now what I'm seeing now, Tony, is this guy um, that has the lead currently. Yeah. Did I see where he was 14 under? Yeah. Yeah. Is that some kind of record? Uh no, Tiger went twenty something under. Tiger went twenty something under? Oh my yeah. god. This guy fourteen under is very good. Yeah, and it's crazy because the weather yesterday was really nice and the they had it got a little damp. And so the scores were there. But the other couple days there it wasn't there. So um Tiger Woods, the record is uh, actually 18 with Tiger Woods, 18. 
Under 18, 18 under is the record. So this guy, Reed, is sitting at 14 under right now. I don't think he takes the course until about another hour or so. But um, well, I don't think he'd be able to give it a run, but that's a hell of a score. Oh, right Jordan here. Spieth tied Tiger Woods. So, so Tiger Woods had it in 1997, Spieth in 2015. 2015, Spieth was 18 under. Somebody yeah. was last year's winner 16 under. Is that correct? Uh, last sure. year was Sergio Garcia. Uh, let's see if we can get Sergio here. Um, Sergio, of course, uh, hit five balls in the water on one hole. I saw that 13. this week. That that's pretty humbling. Tony, if you hit like if you hit the ball in the water, just go ahead and take the do over. Take the penalty. Don't try to keep hitting the ball. You know what I'm saying? It's I was embarrassed for him. I'll tell you what. The funniest thing was after he said like. They were good shots. They were just, you know, just missed. And then, no, they, they, and then they as good shots. some other guy say, if you hit like a couple in the water, you need to change your club or you need to. <laughs> he goes, he yeah. just kept hitting it to the same exact spot he and expecting different results. That's I guess he said insanity. he already won. Yeah, I guess he said he already won, so he's good. <clears throat> he named his kid Azalea after uh, one of the holes at the Masters. Not after Iggy Azalea? No, 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 okay. no. Just wanted to make sure. So he he, uh, it's weird when you the more money you got, the greater the names, the list of names. Like Azalea wasn't in that book of names I got when I had no, my first when kid. You, when you and had neither your was first Chicago. Kid. No, no, Azalea in Chicago do not. It's not in the name book when you have your first child. It's weird how the, those things work. I guess the, it's a different the, name book for rich people. Yeah, how does that work? I'm not. I'm not sure. So that's uh, where we got there. That's your uh, PGA up tour update on the fantasy football frenzy, as uh, we've given you everything you need to know. And of course, we got a little more going on now. I'm doing a mock draft, which would M- appear on this network Wednesday night. MFL ten. Now is this mock? No, this no, no. NF- no, a uh, college football draft. A mock draft of this, uh, this is an NFL mock. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I've come to the conclusion now, after doing this research, that I don't believe any of these quarterbacks are good. And that teams are picking quarterbacks just because they need quarterbacks. This is going to be crazy. I'm looking at the quarterback class. I told you the two I like are Jackson and Mayfield, Allen, Darno, and Donald. What's his name? Donald or Darno? Sam Donald. Allen, yeah. Donald, and um, what's the other guy named? Rosen. Yeah. D- these dudes are not first-round quarterbacks, in my opinion. And probably Mayfield isn't either. I think Jackson may have the most talent, but he's the one that's being scrutinized the most. People just I, I, people just are in situations where they have to draft a franchise quarterback. If I was a GM, I don't think I'd do it. Tone, dudes like Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott came from, what, the fourth round? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you go and you look at it, and even Ben Roethlisberger, I believe the year he went in the first round, but I believe he was like the fourth quarterback taken in that draft. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, so there there are at least as many guys that weren't first-round picks, and we've seen so many fail. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, it's, it's tough because one thing about when you miss on a quarterback, you set your franchise oh. back another three or four years. It's crazy. Stay tuned for more right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy coming back with a climactic finish.
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back, right here, you know what this is, it's a fantasy football frenzy, we don't have Case Keenum, or we don't have Chevy Chase, or who was that guy with the countdown? What countdown is that, Tom? Um, Carson Daly? No. The top 40 countdown guy. Casey Kasem, we don't have him either. Casey Kasem, yeah. He's still frozen while his family fights over the body. Yeah. That's a weird thing. Like, I hope I could be famous someday enough that people freeze me. And fight over your body? Tony, yeah. I, I, I don't think James Brown has been buried yet. James Brown's been oh, yeah. dead for almost 20 years. I don't think he's been buried yet. <laughs> that's, that's, like, that's, I think that's how you judge how famous you are. Yeah. Right? It's uh-huh. when people want, like, Ted Williams, they want froze his head. Yeah, I mean, I remember things that. like, like. Yeah, there are a lot of crazy things that happen in this world, so people will get all fired up about that. Hey, so I did a lot of work at the wide receivers in this draft. Okay. And um, that's another position that I think is lacking in the NFL draft this year. I actually uh, found one that I like, and he's, I don't think he's going to go in the first round, and that's the uh, SMU wide receiver, Cortland Sutton. Um, yeah. I think this is a kid that has some skills, but I'll tell you what, the rest of these guys I'm not sure about. Tony, from what I'm looking at, it looks like this is a draft class full of slot receivers. Now, you got the kid, James Washington, who's a big body receiver. People compare him to Des Bryant, but his speed is questionable, and then the system that he played in is also questionable. Um, The kid, Christian Kirk, he's more of a slot-type guy. I'm a big fan of Calvin Ridley. I think Calvin Ridley's an amazing football player. I think he's the best wide receiver in this draft class. I think he can play. But, like, outside of the two guys that you named, outside of Washington and Ridley, I think my next favorite guy is Cortland Sutton. The rest of the wide receivers, outside of those three, maybe I like Christian Kirk also from A&M. Other than that, not, not a very good wide receiver class. A lot of people have the Giants liking Cortland Sutton, but he's not going to be the second pick in the draft. They would have to trade down or pick him a little later. Um, he's a big, he's a big dude, and um, it'll be very, very interesting. I got him going the Ravens actually because I think the Ravens, uh, despite getting some of these guys off free agency unsold there, and I could see them drafting this kid. I think the, I've heard that the Ravens are in on Ridley big time too. That the Ravens like Calvin Ridley a lot, and I'm sure Dallas would be in play for Ridley. 
Oh, Dallas likes Ridley too, but I don't think Ridley's going to be there when Dallas picks. Uh, as far as Christian, as far as any other wide receiver in the first round for Dallas, I think it's just Ridley. I don't think they would go any with the, any other wide receivers, especially Kirk, who should be there when Dallas picks. But I think they like Cole. Kirk and Cole Beasley are similar players. Kirk could obviously be better player than Cole Beasley, but you know Cole Beasley is also not going to uh, demand the kind of money that Christian Kirk will three years from now if he hits. No. No, and that's that's sign. Uh, remember when we used to have signability used to be an issue? Yeah, back Not in the no day. More. No, now we slot everybody, and you're, you're yeah. told what you're going to make. It seems so un-American. Well, it definitely goes against the capitalist society, but that's the way the NFL owners had the had the CBA negotiated, so they can um get. The, 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 the thing is, Tony, you want to get a deal out of these players, particularly the quarterbacks, their first four years in the league, because that's where you normally see the winners come from. We saw it with Seattle with Russell Wilson. They were able to get him get him cheap, pay everybody else around him. He took him to a couple Super Bowls. Dallas trying to do the same thing now with Dak Prescott while he's on the cheap before they have to extend them. Because once they extend them, the offensive line starts getting terrible. You don't have the players on defense. Dez is going. You still got to sign Zeke. So you have to win while you have these players at these on these first on these on their rookie contracts. So uh, little little uh, talk in Eagles camp. Carson Wentz came out this week and said he's going to still uh, play with the same reckless abandon that he plays. That's how his game is. And, uh, and his coach said uh, he'd like him to re- reconsider that and uh, look at guys like Tom Brady who were injured early in their career and then uh, stay healthy uh, there. It's so interesting when you have a quarterback with these skills that Wentz who could throw the ball well, he can run well. And t- it's just so crazy when you think about it because you get outside the pocket and these guys are so big and they take a beating. The only guy that's really – he's played but he's been banged up is Russell Wilson – has uh, so far stayed away from any big injuries. He had the high ankle sprain last season yeah. and this year. I'm quite sure he had a couple concussions this year. But so far, well, one thing about Russell is he knows how to slide. He knows how to get, get out of bounds. One of the smarter players at the position, so he doesn't put himself in those positions to take those big shots that you see some other quarterbacks take. Uh, Cam Newton was hit uh, from behind by a dump truck this week uh, in his Porsche. And we were talking about that earlier. I, I think that what happens here is, um, do you think Cam should get like a, a SUV since he's had these couple of accidents? I think that it, the last time he got into the accident where he, where he messed up his transverse process, when he was in the, I think he was driving the SUV that day. Oh, really? So that didn't mm-hmm. work either? And that doesn't work either. He probably need to get a chauffeur. <laughs> this time I said, you know, he's driving a Porsche. And obviously the dump trucks probably look, oh, look at the Porsche. Is that Cam Newton? Oh, bam. bam. Yeah, there you go right there. <laughs> That's probably exactly how it happened. Now, what's your thoughts on Cam Newton changes his offense in Carolina this year? And, of course, uh, coming off last year's selection in the first round of Christian McCaffrey. They come in here. They bring Turner in here, right? Turner from the old guard. Yeah. Turner offense is seven-step drops. So, so that lets me know that Cam Newton and North Turner are going to have plenty, plenty of uh, disagreements. You're not going to put Cam Newton in the offense with a seven-step drop. With that being said, you know, it should be a boom for McCaffrey and Greg Olson if he decides to play. You know Greg Olson might go into the booth this year, Tony. Did you hear about this? Yeah, I heard about it, but I think from what I read he was not going to do it. Okay. Uh, but that's 
it's interesting to me where these players are getting these opportunities without having a job. Like, it's amazing. Like, he still plays in the NFL, and, and, yeah. and like, they want him to come into the booth next year. Yeah. Is it, is, I mean, you're talking about a guy that for the most of his career played 16 games a season. Um, so injuries haven't really been a big thing for Greg Olson, but I guess his first taste of injury this year. And he's like, you mean I can go from this straight to the booth and almost make just about the same amount of money? Why not? Well, that's that's the crazy part to me is you're right, right? So Gruden left that job for $10 million a year. So I'm figuring Greg Olson probably gets $3 million maybe to do that job, right? Yeah. Why would you put yourself through all that pain and punishment uh-huh. and and not take the $3 million to? I would go sit just, in the booth, Tony, especially yeah. this deep. What he's, he's, he's over 10 years in the NFL. Oh, I would go, you, you would have to ask me twice. And but, you slow know. down by those foot injuries and everything. Um, uh, I, I don't see that. So I talked about, did you happen to see any of Johnny Menzel's play yesterday in this uh I don't even know what it's called. No, I don't. I try to avoid Johnny Manziel by all means necessary. All right. So Johnny played yesterday. He was sacked twice in this uh, developmental league. Um, his numbers were okay, but he wasn't great by any stretch of imagination. But I was like, man, I really think someone donated these uniforms to a bunch of guys, and they just yeah. got together and played football in the afternoon. Like that's what it felt like. Like it was. That's horrible. how bad it looked, huh? Really? Yeah, it was really bad. Now. So I think Johnny's going to have to end up going to Canada, which uh, he says he will do if no NFL team wants him. And the problem, though, in Canada, from what I'm reading, and I didn't read this before, is that he has to make a two-year commitment. Oh, if you go up there and play, you got to sign it. Well, he might as well because he's not going to be back in the NFL in two years. Really? I don't know who he has. Unless somebody's telling him, his agent or something yeah. is telling him that he's got some leads, I would go ahead and take – If he, I don't think – I think he wants to play in the NFL or not play. I think he'd have to prove that he can get back in the NFL. How is it? Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand in life. Like, do you know people in your life that don't work and yet they have a place to live and they have groceries and, you know, and they seem to be normal, but they don't have a job? No, I, I know several. <laughs> right, right? Yeah, uh-huh. it, it sucks. It's and Johnny and you work your ass off every day, and you're trying to figure out how they do it, right? Johnny yeah. Manziel is the same way now. Johnny's like a guy that got out of college, and uh, he's trying to find his way in the world, but he doesn't really work. Johnny has his family has is extremely wealthy. Yeah, but do you think they're giving him money? Like, at yeah, oh yeah, point, they, they, they still they they still funding him. They Jeez. still funded him. They still funded him. He's grown, but that's that's the privilege that's been extended to Johnny Manziel, and that's why say, he sucks. Why don't we have his dad on next week? It'd be nice to have his pops on. Can you imagine an, an afternoon with Johnny Manziel's dad? That'd, That'd be, be a good crazy. show. That would be a good show. We do the whole two hours with him. <laughs> Talk about Pop won a football. Now, when Johnny was the backup quarterback, did you bitch and complain that your quarter son was better than the starting quarterback? Probably not. Because he probably was never the, he probably was never a backup because they probably you know his dad such, was probably yeah. sponsored the team his dad probably sponsored the team yeah there you go yeah yeah damn Johnny Manziel is a guy that uh, so you don't think we'll do you think we'll ever see him in the NFL 
Excuse me, Tony. The uh, I was looking at some Detroit Lions stuff, and the audio popped on. <laughs> uh, Said they suck. Me, <laughs> nah. yeah, let me ask you who's going to be a better fantasy player. You ready? Mm-hmm. 2018, who's a better fantasy player? The recently signed Quincy Inunua or Terrell Pryor? I take Quincy Inunua over Terrell Pryor. I know what doing wow. skill set. What he was able to do with last season, he was healthy. You look at a new one, Tony. He's like a physical freak. So, I, I, yeah, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Terrell Pryor, that's why. I, that's why I yeah. asked. Terrell Pryor is too, but Terrell Pryor is a misplaced. Terrell Pryor should be a quarterback, not a wide receiver. Terrell Pryor falling down, man. His career is falling down after a uh, rise in the Levi's. Now Pierre Garcon is he's an original. That, uh, he's an original Youngstown boy, Pierre Garcon. Yeah. They were part yeah. of Terrell Pryor was a part of the tattoo scandal, right? Yes, yes, he was. Tattoos, a lot of scandals uh, in Ohio State. Yeah, but, but congratulations to Urban Meyer getting the uh, extension through to 2023. Now look at that. Now here's the thing. I love the way that like everybody talks about. Well, you say to an Ohio State fan about the scandals at Ohio State, they immediately point to, well, look at all the scandals in the SEC. How about you just worry about your own scandals and not everybody else's scandals? Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's a little crazy situation there. I mean, the guy that was there before, um, I forget Urban his name. Urban Meyer. Yeah, I like, know he's. Talk, the, I can't think his name right now. He's a he, he. He was with Claret and all of those guys, right? Yeah, and he's the head of a university now. He's the head of what university? I, is he I coaching? Um, is he coaching? Um. No, he's not. He, is he not coaching D2? Did he take over a D2 university? Cooper. Wasn't his name Cooper? I don't think that's the guy. Uh, uh, former Ohio State head coach. Um, Former Ohio State head coach. Not Urban Meyer. What is his name? He was a very popular coach. Why can't I think his yeah, name? Yeah, he was there uh, for a while. Um, I'm looking Urban up uh, uh, J- Jim Tressel. Oh, yeah, Jim Tressel. I think he's in charge of like a university. Now, he had all sorts of stuff going on there as well. Jim Tressel, like, there was all kind of scandals on the Jim, Cress- Jim Young, Tressel. Youngstown State. And uh, Donald Trump tried to get him into his um, – his, his, uh, Donald Trump tried to get him into his uh, cabinet. Trump, and that, he, he said Really? No. Right yeah. now, um, Urban My- – I mean, Jim Tressel, what I'm seeing right now is Jim Tressel is a, a consultant for the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, so Jim Tressel, uh, January 10th, 2018, Ohio Republicans officials hope Jim Tressel enters the Senate race. Oh, now they want him to run for Senate in Ohio as a, <laughs> as a Republican. Okay. Yes. Yes. Shout out, uh, Jim Tressel going into politics now. Yeah. So that's... After, that's I mean, After, they got to vet, vet him properly. Go ahead. All right. Here, here you go. 1998, an FBI investigation into a trustee when he was at Youngstown State. Uh, Trestle was a coach. Reveals information that former quarterback Ray Isaac received $10,000 in cash and proper use of cars. This was at Youngstown State when Trestle was there. Trestle compl- uh, said he had no knowledge of the violations. Oh, yeah. He knew. <laughs> and, and he was you cleared of a- any wrongdoing. You give 2002. A- you ready? 2002. Running back Maurice Claret leads Ohio State to the national championship. He later tells ESPN the magazine he was given the use of loaner cars by Columbus dealerships thanks to his status as a Buckeyes football player. When you're hot in Columbus, you just go. Somebody's going to recognize your face and say, I need to use a car. And they say, okay. 
And he claims Trestle helped arrange his access to the cars. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, Jim Trestle is not a saint. 2004, Troy Smith suspended the December bowl game. And this violation will be cited to the NCAA in the April 11th cause for potentially stiffer penalties. Uh, the sale of memorabilia for benefits and cash by players. Terrell Pryor in 2008 got a ticket for speeding while driving a 2004 GMC Denali that belongs to a Columbus car salesman, Aaron Kiffin. And um, it's the first of three times in three years Pryor gets a ticket while driving a loaner car from a Columbus dealership. So three tickets, three different loaner cars from three different dealerships. Yeah, that's tough right there for um yeah. So you obviously Jim Trestle has some inwards with the car dealerships in Columbus, Ohio. And the tattoo yeah. polish. Um and then uh Ray Smalls, a Ohio State player in two thousand eight, sells uh, two of his championship rings for two thousand dollars a piece. Uh he says he never told Trestle or anyone else in the program about the ring sales, uh, but that that's what they they were selling their Big Ten rings. The Ohio State football players for two thousand. I remember piece. when they were selling their Big Ten championship rings. I remember that story right there, Tone. Um, yeah, but he's now he's now he's fit for politics. I, these head coaches get to walk away and they know exactly what's going on in a lot of these situations. So, and I think Jim Trussell didn't like get fired. I think he quit. Like I I don't yeah. think it was yeah yeah he was still out there with all of these scandals uh, going on. Uh, Trestle received a an email from a former Buck, uh, Buckeyes player, Chris Cicero, a Columbus lawyer. Cicero passed along information supplied by a potential client whose tattoo parlor, Fine Link, Link Fine Line Inc., it became a popular hangout spot for his players. And uh, he was telling them about they were selling the drug trafficking was going on there, and signed memorabilia was being traded for tattoos, and that he might want to get his players out of there. And Trestle replied, thanks. I'll get on as soon as possible. Happy Easter yeah. to you as well. Go Bucks. <laughs> that was his response. That's crazy. He's telling, you got to get these players out of there. There's drug traffic going on. Players, happy Easter. I'll get to it as soon as possible. Jim Trestle always being a good Christian. That's going to be our next senator. <laughs> From the great state of Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Fantasy Football Frenzy, and it's Corey Parson. Make sure you check him out 9 and 1 p.m. Eastern. I will be on 6 to 7.30 a.m. Monday through Friday, actually 7.30 to 9 a.m. as well with Talking Trash. Fantasy Football Frenzy, we're out of here.